internet, McAvoy or Stewart, I find these parallel universes so confusing. This is the only podcast about movies. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm breaking the wall, fourth wall. My name is Shahir Dowd. I'm talking directly to you in this podcast, the only podcast about movies about Deadpool. Oh, there you go. That's right. We're doing Deadpool. Uh, I'm not sure. That was like a four. That was a third and a half wall. You kind of did. Three by three. It was a nine wall. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. uh, yes. Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool. The moment has come. First Marvel movie. I know it's Fox of the year. Uh, and one of. Yeah. Ant-Man? No, yeah, it was yeah. 2016 now. Yeah, yeah I guess welcome. So. Welcome, to the, welcome to the future. It's now. <laughs> um, again, pardon my voice. Uh, I'm coming down a little, a little something, so if I don't sound as dreamy as I normally do, please. I think you sound dreamy-er. Oh, good, so I'll stay. With this low, husky voice. Yeah. I think you should bring it on every time you do I'll just it. start smoking. Yeah, um, drink a little whiskey. So, uh, Deadpool is here. Mm. Um, uh, and my first thing in my notes, uh, <laughs> is actually the words, fuck yes. Now that, do, do you describe any other movie as it's here? You know, like there's so, so, so monumentous the way you're describing this movie right now. It's like, well, there's a lot of reasons Shahir. Uh, and actually let's get into that first. So this movie, uh, for those of you who do or do not know is sort of, well, it's Ryan Reynolds' passion project, and he's been trying to make it happen for the better part of 10 years. Right. Uh, he obviously played Deadpool or Wade Wilson in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And sorry, they, excuse yep, me, sorry. And they completely butchered the character in there. Uh, the first scene of him when he's young and just Wade Wilson and a, and a mercenary is actually quite good. Um, the But then, obviously, when he becomes the sewed mouth shut, katanas in his arms. Do they explain that? Why they did that? Uh, Given that, like, as far as everything, I, now, I'm not the biggest Deadpool. Sure. I, I don't know much about Deadpool, but, like, the thing about him is his sense of humor. Do they have explained why they did that? In they tried, well, they tried to, I think, I think their excuse was that the Wade Wilson, like, they were giving him, it was, so, it was a dumb on a million different levels, because mm -hmm. he had a pool of all the mutants' powers, like, he gave him Cyclops' eyes and Nightcrawler's teleport by the end of it in right. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Is that, that canonical? Is that, no, like, no. no. Okay. Uh, and so, he becomes a pool of all of these powers, and then he's a dead pool. I don't fucking So they just know. made it up. They made it up, and it, it's it's funny, you take the one enjoyable thing about a character being he, that he's, he's mouthy. Yeah. And you take that and away. And you completely remove that. It, that seems baffling to uh, me. That movie, I watched, uh, you know, like uh, that movie came out and there was like this uh, um, cut that got out yeah. where they hadn't finished the visual effects. And and I somehow managed to watch that. I'm, I don't pirate movies, but somehow that ended up in my position. So sure. I watched it. And, you know, the, the, un, the, the visual effects weren't done and they looked terrible, obviously. Then I watched the real version and I and it looked almost worse. That wow. final scene with Deadpool on top of the the big the, missile silo. It was a nuclear stack. It looked horrible. It was it was like yeah. I think it's the worst visual effects in a modern film. Maybe it, I mean it looked like the room bad. Yeah. yeah. So 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 Ryan Reynolds <laughs> obviously did not like the treatment of the character that he really really likes. And to be honest, as far Why as would he? as far as a superhero, the 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 role that he was born to play, obviously Green Lantern didn't hit. But again, I don't think he made a great Hal Jordan to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um I also don't think that movie was particularly good. No. Um 
But this is sort of so. So what happened, Shahir? And I don't know if you kind of know the story of it. Was that um, they've been trying to make it, trying to make it, trying to make it, just not hitting, not hitting, not hitting. Everyone said no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, then they made a. I forget on whose dime. Maybe even Fox commissioned it. But it was a um, CG sort of trailer where Ryan Reynolds did the voice and the mocap. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically the beginning scene when uh, from this movie when he's sitting on the railing and leaps into the cars and and the whole the whole uh, highway sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually saw that test reel when they released it because I didn't have like a vested interest in right. Deadpool. Right. And I watched that and I thought that was pretty it's cool. Pretty neat. Yeah. So they did that. And then I think Fox said no. <laughs> and they said no one will ever do this. And then lo and behold, somehow it got leaked on the Internet. Yeah. And everyone who loves this character collectively fucking lost their minds and basically petitioned. And then this movie got greenlit because of basically fans screaming that they wanted it. Um which is always a really nice sort of story to hear, like when that actually happens. And then uh, it just sort of, so that's, that's the first step as to why I'm like, Oh my God, it's finally here. Do you, do you think though that that, I mean, while I believe that is the story, part of me goes, that is really great marketing to a, to a particular audience. Sure. But, but the fact that, I mean, that, I don't think any studio is smart enough to do or cares this much about Deadpool to do a nine or eight year game. Yeah, like that they, is a long call. That is a long con. They don't give a shit. Enough. Yeah. Uh, they're too busy uh, on other things. But then, well, well, speaking of the marketing, that's another reason why I'm like, oh, my God, it's here. The marketing for this film has made it feel like an event. And one thing I will say about this movie, and I think it's obvious that I liked it. It's not as event, as big of an event, the film itself, as everything leading up to it has sort of made it out to be. That's fine, but it's not. So, but the marketing to this movie is some of the best I've seen uh, for any film in a long time. There was an interview with Ryan Reynolds um, who was talking about how he was very excited about it because when they start like, you know, presenting it to marketing companies. Normally some are like, I'll take this or maybe or whatever, whatever, whatever. Marketing companies just kept coming to them because the edict was because it's Deadpool and he's sort of a human cartoon and he breaks the fourth wall. They could do anything. So they basically had their choice of people to, to advertise this thing. I mean, everything from all of the, the holiday themed stuff that Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds has done. He did a breast cancer awareness thing. He even did a, um, the Didn't Halloween kill, thing with the kids. And he, he killed Mario Lopez. Yeah, he another. killed Slater because the whole PG-13 or R debate. Yeah. Um, and then even the billboards, uh, like there's one that made it look like a romantic comedy. Yeah. Or just a romance movie. Yeah. Um, with uh, him. And Monica and, uh, Baccarina. Yeah, Morena. Morena. Morena? Yeah. yeah, Morena Baccarina. Morena <laughs> Baccarina. Hey, Macarena. No, yeah. she's wonderful. Um, And then they even had the billboard with the emojis. That I thought was hilarious. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Was, I, I tried to stay away from marketing. It was the skull. It was in LA, I think. It was the skull, a poo, and yeah. then L. So dead Deadpool. Yeah. And then after that, like two weeks later, another one down the highway, I guess, just said scud, uh, what, skull pool L. Because, like they spelled out the emojis. Like oh, they right. spelled it in letters. <laughs> so like just shit like that. And yeah. he's been everywhere. It just it's that's why I think it's 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 it's, it's an event. It's an event because the fan base made it one. Now, what we got, we're going to talk about 
right now. I feel like I've been rambling. Uh, Shakir, I'll read out the IMDb sure. um, plot line just for anyone who wants to catch up on Deadpool. Again, I'm I, I'm aware of Deadpool. I, I you know, and I think my only knowledge of him comes from like a Marvel versus Capcom video game where he was kind of like the funny character yep. who had a lot yep. of quips and he was weird because he had guns and katanas. Swords, yeah. Um, and that's about as much as I know about him. Um, a former special forces operative turned mercenary is subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopting the alter ego Deadpool. Um, that's fair. That's fair. It's it's more succinct than some of the IMDb yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, synopses that we've uh, come across. I... I went back and watched a lot of the marketing that was done after the film. And I, I agree. I think the marketing for this film is excellent. It's, it's you know, if you're going to get people to see a movie, that's how you do yeah. it. Yeah, And you make uh, sure your main star loves it. Yeah. You make sure uh, everyone seems invested in this film. Um, I, what, what was a really strange thing for me because I've, I found a lot of the jokes I could see why they were funny but I didn't find myself laughing a hell of a lot. Um, you know, there was like one or two lines that kind of landed for me and I was like, ah, ha, ha. But, the, but on the whole, I kind of felt like, yes, this is funny, but I can also see the writing here. And I, and, and, and here's the thing is, I think this is a great character. I, I think Deadpool as a character is great. And I think Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is great. And I think the, the way this movie tries to, push the boundary as far as what you can and can't say in a superhero film is great. I just wish he was in a bit of film. I think it's, I think it suffers, you know, this fourth wall breaking that he does, that, that the, that did pull does in this film is obviously canonical to the character. It's, it's part and then that's my toilet paper word of the day today, Ooh, by the way, canonical. Look at you. I know, I know. I, I spend too much time in the toilet, but the, um, <laughs> Uh, that that fourth wall breaking is great. Um, it's really fun. It's interesting. It serves very little purpose in this movie, and and the movie itself is pretty much what you expect from a, a Marvel superhero film. If this was any other character in a Marvel superhero film, this would be a C minus movie. Sure. Yeah. 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 No. A hundred percent. Uh, and something that's interesting, sort of about, and I know you're not familiar with the with the with the uh, sort of the origins of Deadpool, and I'm not crazily myself. I know the the broad strokes. Um, uh, the character was created, and I forget the guy's actual name. Uh, but he was created in the '90s, but back when like they were this guy Rob Liffield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Fabian Nizia. He it was drawing a ton of books, and he created some characters. And Deadpool was basically just uh, a ninja who could heal like Wolverine and uh, was a mercenary. He was the Punisher Wolverine and, <laughs> and actually a ripoff of Slade Wilson, uh, who from the DC books, uh, Deathstroke. Okay. So it, I can see it was, that. It was, it's it was, Deathstroke I, with more humor. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of a direct, I believe, and I'm not quite sure about this, and I think people go back and forth. I think it was the creator's direct fuck you to DC for something. Right. So, uh, so Slade Wilson versus Wade Wilson. Right. Okay. I can um, see that. I can see so that. So there's a whole thing there. But again, 90s character, every trope you could think of. Mercs were cool. Punisher was cool. Ninja was cool. Spider-Man was cool. It's made him red. Like, mm. you know, like that yeah. sort of thing, whatever. Then 
Deadpool kind of went into obscurity because he's just another 90s mishmash character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they brought him back as this sort of human cartoon mm-hmm. sort of thing where he knew he was in a comic book and, they, and it made him fun and whatever. And something that was interesting, I have never been a huge fan of the Deadpool books. Right. Um, I think he, again, works as a great supporting character. You put him with other superheroes and other things that, or like the big Marvel arcs. Like I remember um, during the Dark Avengers time, uh, he gets assigned to go kill Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green it's Goblin, Green who, takes, yeah. who takes control of basically S.H.I.E.L.D. He right. becomes the top cop of America. Yeah. And so someone hires Deadpool to go kill Norman Osborn. And that book to me, because there's so many players, super fun. Okay. But I've never been one. And, and another thing, he didn't become, at least in my opinion, very popular until they paired him up with another X-Men, Cable. There was a, a right, series, which, Deadpool and Cable, yeah. which eventually they referenced. Um, so he works great playing off of other characters. Right. And... So so we know that sort of going in. It's something that actually I'm going to give a shout out to another movie, not podcast, because as we know, we're, we're the, the only, only ones. Uh, but a, a YouTube uh, channel, Movie Bob is okay. his name, and he gives brilliant commentary on a lot of films. He also does a thing called Really That Good, which he takes an old film and, and like really digs deep into like, why is Ghostbusters good? Why right. do we love this? It's a very non-snarky look at film that we all seem to do. I think I've seen one or two of his reviews. They're yeah. very, very good. He's yeah. a very smart man. He made this point and uh, I respect... Uh, what? <laughs> Unlike us. Unlike us. He made this point and I respect slash hate him for making it first. Um, basically, this is a movie that realizes that its main character will get old quick. Yeah, it's it, that's you know my concern when I watched the the short teaser was like, is this kind of, is this cartoonish thing gonna sustain a ninety minute right. movie? So so on the surface, I think Deadpool as a character would get old, even mm. though Ryan Reynolds is brilliant in it. He kills it. Um, but what they do is kind of clever in my opinion because you're right it's they 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 purposely make this sort of like cookie cutter superhero Mm. like down to like there's a freeway fight Mm. and a basement fight and a junkyard fight like it's all these like cheap locations and they never sort of strive for greatness Mm -hmm. which would let you sort of live in this like oh it's okay that this is all hokey sort of space because the second you make it like real like if you try to give this an avengers polish and you throw deadpool onto it i think it would not work as well so you have this super core that it's the core hero story Mm -hmm. bland villain rescue girl nonsense yeah and deadpool knows he's a part of it Mm-hmm. And I think it works better that it is so baseline mm-hmm. where, 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 where I will sort of, and actually, so let's actually, before we continue on and then you can make a point, but uh, that's pretty much what we'd say before spoiler town. Yeah. Not that, not that anything I, in this movie, uh, will really, there's nothing going to surprise you. Know, you. you know what, what would, what would be more spoilery is sort of the in jokes and references that we will be referencing past this point. Like the plot is pretty cookie cutter. You'd be able to guess it. Yeah. There's probably um, only one major spoiler that comes in the after credit scene. Right. That's right, the only right, right. major spoiler, and we'll give that away sure. in the spoilers if it even matters. Which is now happening now. Um, so, Shahir, continue your thought. Um, you know, you actually made the same point about Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, that that a film, you know, like you you felt it was, and, you know, uh, correct me if I'm paraphrasing. If I I'm wouldn't in, remember. In, I was so drunk during that podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, <laughs> that, that it was smart of J.J. Abrams to make a version of The Force Awakens that was so similar to A New Hope. Smart in its safety, yes. Smart in its safety. And 
I I can see the validity of what you just said more for Deadpool than I did I than, than for The Force Awakens because because of the things that you set up to begin with, which was that how difficult it was to get this character made, how um uh how much the studio fought back, and how hard it is to get an R rated uh, superhero character into the into the world today. Mm-hmm. I I think that's all very true, and I think from a producing standpoint, the way they made this film is smart but lacks ambition well let me tell you a little story okay story um, time. 48 hours i read this in an article recently because i've been yeah. eating up everything i can about this movie like i love it i love the movie you know what's interesting about this i'll yeah. tell you straight up right now i love the story of this movie getting made more, more than, than i the, love this movie's story sure um they 48 hours or something along the lines of producers and Ryan Reynolds uh, before the 48 hours before they had the paperwork and they had to sign it and say, like, we're making this movie. Right. The studio came to them and said, oh, by the way, cut seven million dollars out of your budget. Sure. Yeah. And, and and I can, you know, like from what you're saying, I can certainly see the budgetary restrictions that would corner you into making a movie this way. Right. So so they had 48 hours to figure out how they were going to take this story and make it and still make it viable, which I think is a lot of reasons why the, the origin story is told the way it is. Sort of, It's basically two huge action scenes with a tiny one in the middle that you keep flashing forward and back sort of to until the third act, which plays out in chronological time. Right. Um, and again, that works, I think, in Wade Wilson's sort of fourth wall breaking. It sort of works that he's narrating while speaking to you. But regardless, so like one of the big things, for instance, uh, that they referenced were like the whole like him at near the end when he's going to finally rescue his girlfriend uh, at the junkyard or whatever, uh, and he gets all the guns out of his apartment <laughs> and then he forgets the bag of guns yeah. in the uh, in the in, cab. In the cab, yeah. That I think was one of those like budgetary constrictions, right? Like, yeah, because we, we don't have a you don't have enough money to do a big gun shoot. Yeah, yeah. So so I think in the end, if the if their baseline was to make this sort of like. N- knowingly craft this as a average sort of story. Yeah. I, uh, and they even said it too in the article and I kind of agree, like cutting 7 million out probably helped them. Sure. In I, a weird way. And you know, like everything you're saying again, I can kind of agree with, and I can see the decisions that were made to get this film to screen. And it's, and if you're believing any of the marketing and the story behind it, which, you know, again, I have no reason not to, it it makes it certainly all makes sense, you know. Like these are the kinds of decisions you have to make. It, it's a miracle that the film gets made it to screen, yeah. Uh, you know, in the first place. That said, it's not a particularly interesting movie. It's would, a, he's an interesting character, and I think the th- here's the here's the thing that got me excited. There's one moment in that little pitch reel that they did mm-hmm. that got me really excited for this movie. And that was when Deadpool was sitting on top of the on top of the freeway, and he's listening to I think it was Hollaback by um, no, Bananas, uh, Banana, yes. And and he's drawing a picture of uh, you know like this little crayon drawing. And then what happens? And this doesn't happen in the movie, but this happens in the little pitch reel. Is that he goes through the fight sequence, and then the 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 SUV that he's in flips over, and then he pops his head out the window, holding the drawing that he drew ten minutes, you know, five minutes earlier, and it's of him cutting the head off the person they're flying over. So 
to and what I was excited about was that that is breaking the fourth wall in a really interesting way. It's it's as though Deadpool is contr- is not only breaking the fourth wall directly to us; he's controlling the narrative in an interesting and compelling. Oh, you're treating him like a god character in that sort of. Sense. I'm I'm saying that that he has the capacity to break the fourth wall in interesting ways. Right. Um, what happens in, but what happens in this film is he just breaks the fourth wall by talking to the, talking to the audience and talking about how silly some of the things are that are happening. And my problem with that isn't that it's not, not that it's clever, not that it's not entirely clever. Mm-hmm. You know, some of, some of this, like, again, the writing on, on, on his character's part is really good. It's that, I don't see what the purpose of it is, and I don't think it does anything interesting. And and then the the other side of it is is that if this movie is trying to be subversive, which I think you know Deadpool as a character is is you know a subversive character. Sure, he's he's inverting an established order. The established order that they're trying to subvert here is the Marvel superhero film that this movie is clearly a part of. And is setting him up to become a part of. And so it becomes a very inside joke kind of thing where they're basically like, they're not subverting narrative. They're not subverting character expectations. They're just subverting the genre that they're actually in and want to be a part of. Like, it's not like, it's not like Watchmen, for example, which as a film, I don't think is a a great, great film, but it's a great work of art as a book, which is. I think it's a pretty great film. uh, Yeah, we can talk. I mean, it's a. Side note on Watchmen, it's a very accurate representation of that book, but I don't think that book translates very well to film. Um, but agree to disagree. Yeah, uh, Watchmen tries to sub- like entirely subvert the superhero form and and what superheroism is about. Deadpool, what is it trying to subvert? Deadpool's not trying to subvert anything. I think mm. that's the problem that you're that yeah. you're having with it. Deadpool's not trying to subvert anything. Deadpool mm. is making fun of a thing. That's not subversion. Mm. That's poking fun. Like, right. like Watchmen is totally supposed to be like make you think about why these stories are so stupid and then mm. like this this whole thing. Yeah. This is just like ha, 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 look at the dumbness. Like yeah. there is a difference. Yeah. And, and- and the thing about, um, I think you said you found, what, what was the first sentence you said? Something about you didn't find this movie interesting. You found Deadpool interesting, but you didn't find, what was it exactly? I, I think uh, if it wasn't for Deadpool being in this movie, this was definitely a C minus movie. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think they play it sort of smart. You're talking about like the whole Marvel sort of world building thing. I don't think Deadpool is ever going to fit back into the Marvel. Well, first of all, Fox owns, that's the whole Fox X-Men, X-Men side. Thing. Yeah. And, it, it's, it's, and it's, that's a- never coming back. But um, it's weird that they spend a lot of time in this movie trying to push Deadpool into the X-Men. I don't think they do. I think they realize they, they pushed X-Men into Deadpool. Like, right. I don't think the next movie, I don't think, A, after Apocalypse, the next X-Men movie is going to have Deadpool, unless right. it's a cameo. Right. And I don't think, I, but I do think the next Deadpool movie will have the X-Men cable, which the after credit sequence talks about how it's going like, right, to, basically, right. he does a Ferris Bueller uh, in Yeah, which the is, end, a, you which know, is the great, great fourth wall breaking yeah. movie. Um. Well, yeah, which is so, that's, I mean, that's the kind of, that's the great part about this movie. I know I'm getting sidetracked is there's so many moments, not all fourth wall breaking, but in this one, it broke the fourth wall like four times in the face. Yeah. Like it's referencing another movie that broke the fourth wall. Like there's, it's, it's one of those situations where you can take as much of that as yeah. you want from yeah. it or just take as little, but the Deadpool movie is like, there's going to be a sequel. It's been greenlit. It made the most money opening for a Thursday or Friday night R-rated film ever. Like, Let's talk about R-ratings in a minute, but continue. Sure. Yeah. Um, the They're going to 
put more X-Men, side X-Men characters in Deadpool movies, but I don't think they're ever going to put Deadpool too much in X-Men because Deadpool, in order to work, again, needs Colossus. He right. needs Negasonic Warhead, yeah. uh, Teenage Warhead or whatever. Are those characters in the in the X-Men Apocalypse movie coming out? Colossus might be, yeah, but I don't know. I, I, Negasonic Teenage Warhead is not because she's like a C-list trainee right. character, and I, I'm not super familiar with her. Right. But you need these characters to play off of Deadpool. Otherwise, it's going to get old quick. You need, and, and Colossus is there to sort of be like, uh, this is how superheroes are supposed to be, Deadpool. Yeah. And de- you, then you have, eat a dick, Colossus. Like, that's the that's the playoff. Otherwise, yeah. he's telling everyone to eat a dick, and you don't give a shit. Yeah, like, he, he's a character that gets old very quickly. And, again, I hate that I'm paraphrasing Movie Bob again because he made all these fucking points that right. I wanted to make, but he's like, Negasonic Teenage Warhead is the quintessential character that's already sick of Deadpool's shit. Right. Like, she's tweeting. She doesn't give a fuck about what he's doing, doesn't give a crap about his, like, late 90s bullshit. Yeah. So, like, to put a character in the movie that automatically doesn't like your main character on I principle. I li- listen, I, I I think that what you just described is potentially true. I don't know, but this film, if you were just taking it on the actual, what's actually happening on the film itself, it seems like it's really trying to push Deadpool into the X-Men universe. Like I disagree. Two, two characters come in who say you should join the X-Men, and then the final joining of forces is on the basis that if I'll ha- if you guys help me out, maybe I'll join the X Men. Right, and, and again, I think he'll pop in as a cameo. Yeah. I don't think because think about the, the level. The last couple X Men movies, in particular, yeah. uh, have been straightforward serious. And you throw Deadpool into that for more than five minutes, and it's gonna break your fucking movie. Yeah, it's I, the the question I had was, yeah, how is this gonna work? I, in and, the ex- and that's I I do think that unlike sort of the Batman v Superman throw everything at the wall and hope something fucking something sticks. sticks. Yeah. I do think that Fox has done a good enough job with the X-Men films mm-hmm. to know better. Yeah. And, and I, I, and again, you're saying like the fourth wall breaking didn't really work for you in this movie because you, you wanted something sort of like the fourth wall breaking that you're sort of doing mm-hmm. is you wanted him to reference that he knows that he's in his own story. He doesn't really do that. He more. says it well, he at says the beginning. It. Yeah. But he doesn't but do no, there's anything. Not little things that let it. I get that. Yeah. But like things that I loved were fourth wall breaking that had nothing to do with so much story, but as referencing things in real life. Like when he goes to the X-Men mansion yeah. for that time, he's like, wow, this is such a big mansion, but there's only two of you. It's almost as if the movie didn't have enough money to greenlight more characters. And again, like, that's that's what I that's what I mean by like the subversion that the fourth wall breaking does is kind of a very inside jo- well, and it, So that brings up, yes, mm. it's all inside baseball. Yeah. And that is something that I I, I truly wonder I, I wrote a line in my notes, try to think about going into this movie blind. Like, well, I know someone who did, and I want to call out that person right now. Like, someone is that you? No, we're talking about these R ratings just earlier. So, I'm Uh, sorry to interrupt your thought. No, Uh, we can come back. I'll just, I'll just make. I know this has been on the tip of your tongue. This is being this because this really ruined my experience of the movie. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, but I went, I went to this movie on a midday on a Saturday, and and you know, like, there's an explicit montage of six that happens. And, and I was watching that kind of, you know, thinking it was kind of mildly amusing. And then a mother walks past holding hands with her, like presumably under 10 year old girl. Um, and I thought, Oh, I guess this mother just figured out that we're in an R rated movie. And you know, she probably, you know, this is maybe not the most appropriate thing for an under 10 year old girl. Then she comes back and I realized what had actually happened was the mother had just taken the girl to the bathroom and brought her back for the rest of the movie. 
And I'm and and all I could think about for the rest of the movie while watching decapitations, blood splattering, dick jokes, sex scenes, every everything being thrown at the wall in a sort of gleeful twelve-year-old way, was that there's a ten-year-old. I think under 10 year old girl sure. sitting somewhere behind me watching this. And, and, and I just, if you're a parent and you take your kid to see this movie, you are a terrible parent. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I can't argue with you with that, but <laughs> something that I'm going to, and I, uh, first and foremost, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. No questions asked. This is not a movie for kids. If you, if your kid is potentially someone who could watch, you you think is mature enough to watch something like this and understand meta narrative? That's fine. Do right. it at home. Right. Here's here's the thing that I will. I, this is my only counterpoint. It's not even a counterpoint. That yeah. mother is a bad parent in my opinion. Yeah. And whatever. Like if you that no. This is going to be the difference. Are you ready? If you bring your under ten year old kid to go see Deadpool, you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't care if you couldn't get a sitter. Yeah. I don't care if whatever. But there's this magical age of like fourteen or fifteen, right? Mm. Where you sneak in to go see a movie like this unbeknownst to your parents. Yeah. And I think I like, I certainly did that. And this movie's made for that. Like this movie, no matter what the rating is, is made. It's an R. This is a movie made for 12 year to 14 year old boys trying to rebel against the system. And, and God bless it. Because I know, like, I know there's, there's two sides to it. One might be like, Oh, well, I mean, I don't think this woman did this, but maybe the woman talked to her kid about what Deadpool was. Maybe, maybe maybe, maybe I'm just a judgmental prick. Probably not. (laughs) Um, so, but like, it's this, I don't know, like I, I have this talk with my, with my friends a lot about like, remember back in the day when you were young and like, you were kind of in trouble. Like, again, I didn't drink till I was 22 or do anything like that, but a lot of my friends did. So I was still in the action of like, Oh fuck. What if we get caught? Yeah. Um, you know, drinking in the woods, dodging the cops or like (laughs) they're smoking fucking whatever. And like doing the stuff, like all these little infractions that now or in your in your I late twenties, go real dark on that. Leon, you know, like that time we murdered a hobo, and it was black tar heroin <laughs> all up in our eyeballs. No, yeah. the but like, there's something about like that whole like getting caught by your parents or by the law for like tiny infractions that is part, in my opinion, of growing up. Yes, yeah, certainly. And I, I'm like for me, it was like sneaking in to see Pulp Fiction. Right. When I was this too young is to, the same thing. Yeah. Now, granted, Pulp Fiction is a much more brilliant film than Deadpool. Yeah, but. It's the same feeling. It's the same feeling a kid's gonna get by getting into this movie and, and thinking that they've subverted the system. Yeah, I think, and I think, I think that's certainly true. I think this, you can see the appeal that this film will have for twelve to sixteen year old boys. Yeah, um, and I, the twelve to sixteen year old boy minds that still exist in a ton of adults. Yeah, certainly. Like certainly. again, I don't want. I I, I want to make this very clear. I don't want Deadpool type things all the fucking time yeah but if i go and watch like a bunch of serious movies and even the more mainstream marvel their own studio action movies and yeah. like and then like even go back to like um you know oscar noms and all that shit like yeah like i go back to my sort of thing i want i want the the whole color palette of film and i'm glad mm-hmm. that this exists yeah. in its sort of state um but it's not a good movie i think it <laughs> is a good movie right okay. because i enjoyed the fuck out of it Right. But but like, again, it's one of those things where if you tear it apart, if you go beyond. Yes, I can 100 percent right now. I could prove to you definitively that it's a bad movie, yeah. except for my visceral emotional it. response to it. Yeah. That I loved it. Yeah. So is it then a ba- like on a on a te- But even like let's let's break it down this way, because this is interesting. 
on a technical, let's not talk storytelling. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. On a technical level, is it a bad movie? Now, I'm not saying it did anything to break. It didn't like make any visual leaps or audible things, but like special effects were tight. Uh, all the shots were composed very well. The yeah. color palette was nice. I liked the sets. Like, yeah, I liked no, the bar. I mean, the, uh, the only fault I would say on a technical level, and it's not, it's a minor, is sure. I felt occasionally it suffered from the uh, fight sequence being indecipherable syndrome, okay. which, you know, like there was a couple of moments where I was like... In the junkyard. Yeah, where that. it's like, oh, I, I wish this was choreographed and, and photographed in a way where I could really enjoy the impact of what was happening it's funny because that scene and, mm. and again you can see where the money is on the screen yeah, exactly. the first scene on the highway is so beautiful yeah and, this, and that last scene is just like action sequence yeah exactly also, but, but that's a minor yeah. you know like and i didn't know it's I, not terrible no and i still don't know uh they were in the junkyard but there was almost like a big helicarrier looking thing and yeah, i had no it, clue what that was supposed to be is that supposed to be a nod to a helicarrier somebody somebody it, did point out on the internet that it is like a reference to the avengers but it makes no sense as to why he's on there yeah it, i don't know i didn't get like that. like this is where where i get to the bad bad movie moment it has to do with you know what i why i call out a lot of marvel movies is is like the villain is just He's just a thing on screen that's there to like you know push against the of course the, and it's got no but it, but, but here's here's here, I'm gonna go back to sort of why I think this is still a good movie yeah if a movie lives and dies sort of so so let's so technically it's still a good movie not a great movie but a good movie I can't fault it okay yeah. so now let's go from a storytelling yeah. perspective which on the surface if we describe what we've just done and we say that it's sort of very cookie cutter and blah blah blah, mm. blah like yeah you know what it's 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 just like man who gives a fuck yeah but it does something in the opening credits that I find, again, I'm so big on movies following their own rules. Right, yeah. It sets up in the opening credits, not giving anyone's names, but mm. calling them like, starring so, the most handsome man alive, yeah. directed by some, some asshat, yeah. vi- uh, um, starring um, generic Rit- British villain. like written they, by And written by the real heroes here. Yeah, yeah. yeah like So things like that set up, to me, exactly what to expect. I sure. knew... I didn't know I didn't know anything about the villain going into Deadpool, but mm-hmm. I knew it would be generic and just a reason for Deadpool to do stuff. Yeah. And the movie itself tells you that in the first 2 minutes, so I can't fault it on the on the on the story content. But yeah. we'll get to structure yeah. because I think that's important, that's a difference. Story content, yes it's generic, but it told me it's going to be generic and it's yeah. going to poke fun at its genericness and I'm going to have a good time with it. I can I I think that's a really good point, and I think that the setup that it does is a is a is a smart way of handling. It's crucial. It, it's crucial to like, but it's it's kind of like pointing out. It's kind of I completely agree with what you're saying, but it is kind of like saying, uh, we made this thing. It's kind of shitty. Ha ha. But it no, is. no. But that 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 <laughs> sequence in the beginning was not an apology. That was a setup for it. They knew that yeah. going in. I guarantee you, <laughs> in the script, it says that. Right. Like, that's not that to me didn't feel like a oh fuck we made an hour and a half of garbage better make it silly that uh, I think that works the, but that opening is so w- tied into what the character is mm-hmm. so I think it works for I, I I do agree I think it's a great opening sequence and it works yes um, and it primes I but th- I don't think it necessarily it necessarily negates how average the rest of the film is I think it does really? I really do I think. It just it just sets my expectations to the perfect level. Right. It, okay. It's a, it's, it's I like, can totally see it's that. It's like a reset. It's like you're power cycling something and you're back to zero. Like, because you go in, because I went in, like, yeah. I'm going to love the fuck out of this. Yeah. And then 
but like that's my little kid brain. And yeah. my adult brain's like thinking, I can't stand Deadpool for a fucking hour and a half. Yeah. And then that barometer, it like set it back and they're like, it just sort of was like, just sit back and try to enjoy this. This is what you're about to watch. Yeah. Now, story structure. It does a it does a interesting, I mean, and again, like seeing the, you know, it's that thing about seeing the writing uh, you know, like mm -hmm. uh on the screen and you can see why they do, they set up the structure that way, which is that if they didn't, you wouldn't see Deadpool for about 30 minutes into the film. Right. So doing it, they, they have this sort of flashback structure that opens that, that runs for about 40 minutes into the film. But what it does offer you the opportunity is to see Deadpool in the first few frames and to have a scene with Deadpool in the first few frames. And you get endeared. So I'm again, I'm trying to look at this from a person that knows nothing yeah. at all. Like I literally let's take like, for instance, uh, a guy who brings his date to Deadpool. Yeah. Um, and they even referenced that at one point in yeah, the character. You thought this was going to be a, uh, wait. My boyfriend said this was a superhero movie, but that guy turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. kebab. Yeah. Um, you have Deadpool in the cab. Uh, it, sorry, just that line there for is an example of a line. Did that make you laugh? No, but only because I'd seen it in the trailers five right. times. Okay. okay. Um, again, I I don't. It's weird to me because that's a good line. Sure. And comedy, I, comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> having worked in a lot of comedy on television, um, I can call myself a, a, a comedian. <laughs> not a comedian, but uh, I I kind of know. There's differences to jokes when yeah. you put them on a screen in a story or in any sort of thing that someone else is going to be watching on on a movie or television sort of style. Yeah. There's obviously the jokes that'll gut bust you, make you laugh out loud. And that's what the things that people consider jokes. Yeah. And I don't know that there's probably a comedy term for this, but like there's the lines that you you even said, like, you know, that's funny. Yeah. But it's not going to be a ha 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 line. Mm -hmm. So I call those sort of like the through lines of comedy or the mm -hmm. undercurrent of a comedy. Whereas yeah. you need those, enough of them to build up to, to let you hit the, to hit the, 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 the fucking big, high notes yeah. and keep you from going down to serious town. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to go down to serious town in Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that line, no, that line did not make me, make me laugh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the I'm trying to think of like another one of those versions that sort of did. Um, no, I, I keep thinking of ones that didn't. For instance, like like if you guys haven't seen 127 hours, this yeah. is going to be a spoiler when he has to cut off his own hand yeah, yeah. to do that. He says that. That's not me warning you about a spoiler. Yeah. Deadpool tells says that. the audience yeah. Yeah. that. Um, a lot of the jokes, you know, what was actually very funny. Uh, the I got to remember the guy's name, Silicon Valley guy, T.J. Miller. Yeah, his best friend. The I think yeah. his name's Weasel or something like that. It's but, weird because the again, it was that thing where like on paper that joke is funny and it kind of like it works when you watch that joke. Which joke? Uh, the you your face looks like an avocado had sex with an older, uglier avocado. Mm -hmm. Uh, or you look like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know that that's a funny joke when you watch it out of context. But in context, it kind of doesn't land. I liked him. Like, I, basically, he, he's, he's good in the film. I think a lot of the... De so the Deadpool jokes that worked best for me was when he was interacting with other characters and they had banter. Those yeah. is when I really laughed. Or if there was a niche piece of nerd sort of culture that happened that I really enjoyed and laughed at. Yeah. Um, another thing... So I, I don't want to get lost too much. So story structure, mm -hmm. I get why they did it. And I think it was a smart move. It's a smart move, yeah. Um, so I think that works too. Yeah. Acting, I think across the board, everyone hit their marks. Ryan Reynolds obviously steals the show, but uh, Mor I can never pronounce your name, which Mor is lovely. Yeah. Morena, <laughs> Morena Bakarin. You Morena will know Bacarin. her from Homeland if you watch Homeland. And or, you'll know her from um, fucking Firefly. Firefly, yeah. Um, she's wonderful. And she, I don't know, 
she is obviously beautiful, but she is so well cast against Reynolds in this. Like I've never seen her have what she, it's seems funny, like she's, so much fun. She's age appropriate for Reynolds as well, right? Yeah. Like yeah, she's yeah. like actually around the age. So yeah. it's like it kind of like I, I actually really appreciated and enjoyed and, that. And this is something that I found so interesting because I did not expect this. You know, they made jokes about it being like a love story. At its weird core, it kind of is. And and it's and I don't I don't know. I mean, the writing is is clever enough around them where it, that could be the case. And they always sort of plan for it. But the chemistry between Reynolds and her is really genuine. And like, yeah, I would say they perform well. That felt to me way more real than I was expecting. Mm. Um, it didn't, it didn't but, land. But, well, here, here's mm. the thing. It, the beginning of the movie, it, cause it even credited her as some hot chick or yeah. something. So like that, I will say the fact that it worked better cinematically yeah. than I think they even meant it to. Yeah. That threw me out a little bit of this super fun, happy time place that we're having. Huh. And now I don't know because I would I wouldn't want to change that. Yeah. Speaking of that, I don't know if you can hear sirens, but Deadpool's probably causing some shit in the background. Um hello, City. He's on my naughty list. Uh yeah. <laughs> but like, so that to me was when it was inching towards a better movie. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's dangerous. Like, mm. don't don't do that, Deadpool, because I, I don't want like I didn't want the, this is a weird sentence. I didn't want the movie to reach for greatness. Right. Like I wanted it to be what it was. And 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 I do think at the end the the hints of the romance actually being something realistic um and dysfunctional but realistic. Yeah. Um help it. But that was the one moment that I was kind of like, "Oh, this is weird that this is working." I, I think I think the like for me it didn't necessarily land because her character is given so little to do, but yeah. I think the chemistry between them is genuine enough for you to go I, I believe that she misses him. Yes. You know, I yes. believe that her, his his leaving her, you know, has an impact on her. And one thing, I, I feel like I've been just jizzing all over this movie, and I'm like, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I didn't like the ending. The ending was kind of a non-ending, generic ending, like she's fine with him being fucked up and, like, yeah, everything's yeah. cool. Um, And I, I get it. I, I mean, that was a funny line, though, like, uh, well, that certainly is a face that I'd like to sit on. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, with like, enough drinks that I like. That's funny. That's and funny. Also, I mean, the, actually, you want to know one of the jokes that I laughed fucking audibly and heavily at was when she finally takes his mask off and he stapled a picture of yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah, to his funny. face. That had me rolling. Yeah, that, uh, that, but they and, and I like that because that's a callback to the a the opening scene of the film where he talks about being in a film with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and then you know c to the fact that he was in a film with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But it's, I didn't laugh as much as I was kind of like, oh, uh, you know, like I get why you're doing this joke and I get why you're saying this, but it's not that funny. And it's I don't got, know. I thought it was really funny. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, you know what? You know what part of it that really worked for me what? was when like they're having a moment later on and she has to pull the staple out of his chin. Right. You know, like that's, that, that's but, good. That That's good. Like, well, let's for, put it as, far as, as far as joke writing goes, that's good. Like. Keeping up with a bit, sure. you know, um, and I think you know we, we you and I uh, mm. in, intrinsically, I think, uh, experience humor differently. Mm. You hating fun, <laughs> yeah, of course, and, yeah, and me generally liking fun. But no, in all seriousness, like I do think that's where this movie kind of shines in a way. Is like if if you can get on board in the beginning, and that's yeah. a big if it, it sets you up. But if this isn't your cup of tea, you're going to be like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. It does have enough of different comedy. Like, yeah, it's a lot of suck a dick colossus and yeah. and just butt butts and all yeah. that shit. But it also has funny little moments 
like in there too, like that staple thing, like a lot of the stuff with this yeah, blind and, elderly roommate. And like, I, and I will say, it's 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 remarkable from a writing point of view that they sustain the level of joke writing yeah. that they never like fall apart. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, a film that I was kind of always disappointed by was Kick Ass. Yeah, uh, you know, because I feel like Kick Ass was kind of like. Hey, super! You know this is what a real superhero is like. And then by the end of the film, they were like back into like crazy superhero territory, and, they had and it jet, didn't quite they had a jetpack. Yeah, it didn't quite sustain itself. Yeah. Whereas this film, as much as I think that it is cookie cutter and generic, it does sustain a level of humor. It doesn't like fall apart. You know, like it. It yeah. Like like you say, it sits up where it's going to go, and it goes there. Yeah. Um, I guess it never lies to you. It never lies to you. And you know, like we've had this discussion a couple of times before where you've talked about where you get frustrated when a film is so potentially good that, that when it kind of misses the mark, it pisses you off more than it, yes. when a film, you know, isn't as good, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, the thing is that did to me, did is so good and did and, and Ryan Reynolds is so good that, that I got annoyed by the potential of this film to like really break break beyond the 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 pack of movies that it's competing against, you know the Marvel world, the 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 DC world. I thought this is the movie that can really this because because I, I wasn't as big a fan of Watchmen. I thought sure. I wonder if this movie can do what Watchmen really wanted oh, to do. Interesting. And and it and it it's not the problem is is that is I'm again I you know and I'm maybe it's the producer director had of me going oh. So, if this movie had an ounce of ambition beyond what it delivers, it could have been amazing. But it, it's kind of like, you know, it coasts by, it, it's a film that coasts by on its charisma, on its, on its right. And I'm not saying, and it's, I'm not saying those are bad things. They, they do those things very, very well. Um, and it is a miracle that this film exists, but it doesn't, go beyond that and it doesn't it does you know for a film that is poking so much fun at other movies it doesn't take any steps to like you know um distance itself from other movies it's right. kind of like you know the the other film i remember uh, that uh was uh swordfish with Hugh Jackman and yeah. John Travolta where they open the film you know like breaking not really breaking the fourth wall but it has a monologue about how shitty dog day afternoon is mm-hmm. and then they just proceed to make a shitty movie right you know what i mean it's kind of that that thing is if you're going to take these pot shots i would love it if you could go that far but obviously the studio system that created this movie isn't going to sustain that it's no fight club that's fine not everything right. needs to be fight club i think i could see going into this thinking you wanted it to be what watchmen was promised to you as could be- <laughs> come this off as a disappointment but again i do have to go back to that opening titles i mean opening titles and and just everything sort of like and i'd I'd kept an eye on this film i think the opening titles are a great primer for anyone else kind of coming into the movie to set up exactly what it is i said that before yeah but also again i don't think i mean sure anything can be made better but i think and i I go back to the sort of love story working a little too well in this thing as an example (laughs) yeah the second you start um raising something in this movie beyond its means is really where I think the whole thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. It, and it requires a very diffed hand to, yeah, it's not, it's not a technical hand that, no. that, that does that. It's the, it's a very, it's the kind of filmmaking that you get from a David Fincher. And sure. <laughs> is it possible? Absolutely. Is it probable? Not so much. So I'm glad, I'm really glad that they made the choices that they made here keeping it consistently what they promised, keeping it consistently enjoyable. 
I don't think they, and I, I truly believe this, I don't mm. think that they set out to turn the world of superheroes on its head. I right. think that's a little bit of the marketing, and I think, and not even that much, I think that's just sort of the inference that people took from the marketing. Yeah. They never promised that this was going to be like the the answer to superhero movies. It was just like this is a wacky character in this world. Yeah, it's a it's a live action Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, hundred percent. You know, hundred uh, percent. With um, with blood. <laughs> yes, there will be blood. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other moments that really really hit me. Um, I do want to give a sh- so you know playing off of mm. the Colossus and and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Mm. Um, I do think that. Colossus, if I have a, if I have a, if I have a, a, a criticism, is is hitting it for the cheap seats with the you need to be regular superhero and yeah. it's so good to do it. He, he's the he's like you said he's the counterpoint. He's the straight man. He's the well, he's not even the straight man. He's the counterpoint that that uh, um, Deadpool can make fun of. Right. Yeah. Know? Of course. Um, and again, I just I I think that I, you know, and I kind I guess the the you know the difficulty with this film as well is the. Uh, bad guy superhero kind of thing that they, I'm trying to think of the other kick, not kick ass, but what's the other film, which is, uh, these are not the good guys. These are the other guys. Um, Oh, um, Oh God, I'm going blank right now. I don't know. Continue uh, your thought. You can, yeah. Yeah. But basically the idea like, um, Oh, well, you know, you can even see it coming out with suicide squad coming out sure. soon. You know, like it's, it's, it's this attempt to, to make sure that, to balance the heroic with the, you know, with the, with the evilness. And the thing is, is I didn't really see the bad guy side of Deadpool ever through this film, except in one scene, which I thought it wasn't like showing that he was a bad guy, but it was a really fun scene the cab? in the cab. Over. Yeah. When they, when they realize that there's a, there's a guy that's being kidnapped in the backseat of the cab. Yeah. So the cabbie that drives into the first scene of the movie is the one that Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead and him take to the end fight of the movie. And yeah. Deadpool gave him some advice about dealing with his brother who like stole his girlfriend. Yeah. And it turns out that the cabbie now has that brother in the trunk of the cab. And he goes, Oh, I'm so disappointed. You shouldn't have done this. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You should take him home and, and let him free. Kill him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then you should uh, win over your heart, loved one's heart with your charm and, and good looks. Kidnap her. Yeah. Like, I thought that was, I wanted to see more of that. You know, mm-hmm. like that 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 playful, is he a good guy, is he a bad guy kind of thing, um, which which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, like, it's just, it's just this sort of, Double, did, double-sided sword that I know that if they do that, you could lose a lot more people than you lost with this film. Right. Yeah. And yeah, if you do that, I would have liked to see more moments like that. But yeah. it's funny, since this, I bet you will see more moments like that when it's him and Cable in the sequel. Right. Because this movie, if you think about it, at the at its core, it's still a guy going through hell trying to get back to his girlfriend. Even oh, though yeah. He's and he's, and a, he's a good guy. Even though he says he's not a, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's not a bad guy yeah. in this movie. He's yeah. a good guy through and through. I think the way they set him up in the in the very beginning with the pizza man and all that but stuff again, is very th- smart. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a smart like you know. But when he says I'm not a good guy, you know, like he even says the line, uh, "You're my hero," and he goes, "Ah, ah, ah," that's where you're wrong. I was like, "You kind of are. You like you didn't but kill." I think, but I think I think he I think Deadpool in this movie and as a although in the comics he is a little bit more of a bad guy. Well, no, it's funny in the comics he always thinks he's a hero. 
Right. I mean, he he never doesn't. He he, I, he basically, it, from my understanding, he always goes out waving the superhero flag like I'm totally a superhero. Yeah. Even though he fucking murders and kills people and basically just does stuff for money. Right. Uh, in this one, it was an interesting thing. Now that you bring it up, how he was so avert to being called a hero, and I think that, on a storytelling standpoint, is to make him seem more heroic than he is. Yeah, exactly. He's not taking the mantle, whereas it would get old if, while he's slaughtering these people, he's like, I'm the best superhero there is! Yeah. Because, I, you know, it's... I, I, I think that was actually a smart move on their part to water that sort of, like, bit of him down. Because yeah. his story is a, re- is a revenge story, again. Yeah, and it's very simplistic. And, sure. But, it, you know, there are even parts of it that I was very confused by. Mm. Like, like I was confused by his powers, you know? Like, oh, interesting. You know, I was confused by what his... Like, so he had... He, he had his mutant capabilities were activated through a process of torture. Yep. I didn't understand why his skin was all burnt in that oxygen, well, so mutants, the oxygen process. And that's, they don't make it very clear. And again, there's some stuff in this movie you're not going to get if you don't mm. know the Marvel yeah. universe and that's, or the X-Men universe in particular. And mm. that's, you know, that's the movie's fault, I would say. But at the same time, I don't know if I would have liked if, if it would have helped with me being like, and your skin turned this way because of this. Like, I just don't care. I just, I didn't understand what had happened. Uh, what uh, happened was his mutant genes were activated. Yeah. And that, Meaning he's turned, he's in, uh, for all intents and purposes, um, invincible and can never die. He's immortal. Right. But in his skin, in, in the mutant changing process, that's what his skin really looks like. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's almost like, okay, so X-Men, when when they go through it in teenage years, uh, the, the, their mutant power emerges. It's a, it's a metaphor for puberty. Yeah. So a lot of them don't aren't human anymore, really. Yeah. Like Nightcrawler can teleport like a motherfucker, but he's all fucking blue and has a devil tail. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's a lot of like in the in the X Men universe. There's a lot of trade off. You get this great ability, but you get a yeah, shitty thing. In yeah, the you're you're this super strong acrobatic thing, but now you're covered in blue fur. I didn't. I also didn't see how that. Now I understood he was a mercenary mm-hmm. and he was a soldier uh, at some point. Yes, but at some point in this film, he became a katana wielding flipbot. And and I was like, uh, is that part of his power, or did he was he just really good with a knife beforehand? I think he was good with knives beforehand. Like he does the knife with the pizza guy, but I, he just holds a knife with I the know, pizza I guy. Know. He kind no, of like no. comes out. It here. does not. It yeah, look. It doesn't set up again. It doesn't set up like why he's good with swords or why he's good at what he does or why. He's- I'm just saying, like it was sort of from a storytelling point of view. If you're coming into this character cold. When you're saying, oh, he's a superhero now, or he's got like these powers now, you're just saying he's got powers now, and we're not really sure what those powers are. I mean, they, they do they do spell out that he's in, invincible. They, they do actually. In a, I, in a I mean, I see him with a bullet, going with a bullet, and he no, cuts off his after, own head. When he, when he, um, oh, and he gets. When he's like, not only did I become immune to L cancer, I became immune to, to L every, everything. Right. And, he, and they bring up a little bit how he can ever die a couple times, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, as far as his skill level, I'm just taking it as he's a badass mercenary. He's proven he's a badass mercenary in a couple scenes. I'll take it that he's a badass mercenary. Yeah, but he's also like superhuman badass. Like, like now he's like jumping into cars and only ninja level though. He's not. He's not like super strength or like any of that shit. Well, he's like got those as well, right? Like he's he super- uh, he might be a little stronger. I don't. I don't know. But he doesn't like ever like punch someone across a room. He doesn't ever do any of that shit. I think, but I think also with invulnerability comes something very interesting where like he jumps down into that car yeah. and I'm sure he broke a bunch of bones doing that, but they're yeah. already healing. Like yeah. that's the sort the, of, like I thought the scene where he like punches Colossus and he breaks one hand, punches yeah, him where he yeah. breaks the other hand. Yeah. Th- those are like funny in a Bugs Bunny kind yeah. of way. Uh, it was just, it was just a little like, oh, I'm not sure what's going on here. I didn't, 
not a not um not a deal breaker. No. But it was just kind of like, oh, what's what is going on here? The one guy I will say that I got confused about who his powers were and whatever was Ajax. Ajax. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, this is the this is the problem with the, he's a worthless villain. And it's like 100%. He's like, you know, like and and the problem is the film kind of hinges itself around But picture I, I just want to say this. Picture a villain you would have liked to spend more time with in this movie. Does that take away from Deadpool then? Maybe yeah, maybe you're right. I think it kind of does. It kind of does, but then could the film be more internal to like Deadpool's actual conflict, you know, like about good and bad? Could the film be more about that? I think the next one is going to be. I think because this yeah. one has to be about getting the girl yeah. back and saving his his former love, and the next one is going to be all zany hijinks. Anyway, so well, I just on that note, the next one. I, I sent you an article this week from the Guardian about Yarr. unfinished endings. Did you read that? I didn't. No, I'm sorry, you didn't do your homework, man. Oh, no, I, no, I skimmed it. Yeah. I skimmed it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes, I understand that you don't like movies that don't end. No, it's not that I don't like movies that don't end. I don't mind that. Cause like the two, t like, I actually think like the second Hobbit movie is a surprisingly good balance of like being a complete film and setting up another film. What I, what I have a problem with is films that, okay. Yeah. Uh, films that sit up, uh, th that basically say, well, we're going to get to the good one. We're just here to kind of like Which this you. one, the story of this one, of Deadpool, doesn't do that. It just pans out and then that's the end. And then the after credit sequence, the Ferris Bueller thing, literally just says, ooh, the next one, he's going to have cable and it's yeah. going to be great. Like, so this movie, while I didn't appreciate the end, like I didn't think the ending was great, it yeah. did end. It it ends, but it's not a satisfying ending. It's not, a, it just kind of. It's a Hollywood satisfying ending. It's yeah. just an ending we've seen before. You yeah. It's the girl and everything's fine. It's, you know, like, again, it's, it's not, you know, like, I can't fault you for having a good time at this movie. I, you know, like, it is a good time at the movies. It's fun. He is great. Yeah. I just think, I, I, I'm just on the opposite side, which is like, oh, I wish, I wish there was, uh, like, I wish it wasn't just a money-making operation. I wish there was, like, some sense of let's break the mold. Let's I don't think, see, that, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't think this in itself is a money-making operation. I think, I think this... Like, as much as I think Watchmen doesn't necessarily work, that's a complete story. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, and that's a complete, and it's a difficult story, and it's, it's a... This is a complete easy story. Yeah, it's a complete easy story, and it, but, it's, it's, and, and it's kind of uninteresting. I mean, no, well, I think the characters make it all interesting. Yeah. The situation does not. Yeah. And I think that the... I, I just, I, mm -hmm. for some reason, you're saying it was a money-making thing that mm -hmm. just kind of sat poorly with me because I don't think I think they made this movie for people to enjoy and yes obviously it's a business and hopefully it makes money so and, you can make another one uh maybe yeah but and, but, and that's but, and that's totally fine. we we live in a commercial society I get it and 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 I like I said I think the choices they made were smart choices right I just you know, like, but I think they made the movie. This is my point. I think they made the movie exactly what they wanted to make. It. Right. I don't think that they ever were like, and, and even when they got their budget cut and all this stuff, they, they this script has been sitting around for like eight, nine years or something. And they had to tweak it and do yeah. what they had to do. They made the best possible movie for the character that they wanted to make a movie for. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I, I applaud them for sticking with that. A lot of times you do get stuck in things like, how can we make this better when things are a lot of times like, yeah. To, to keep everything as a cohesive vision, yeah. you need to keep things at certain levels sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, uh, it rides its level out. And I don't know. I don't. Final thoughts you hear. You can give it, and then we'll. No, no. I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And, and you know, my calls for having ambitions, like you say, could derail anything. You know, like I, I just, I think, 
I come from a a, a slightly the land down under. I come from a land down under, uh, Widom, Blown, and Thunder. Sure. But um, what what I think is, you know, like I want to see great cinema. And this is not that. This is a happy meal, and it's a good happy meal, and it's and it's a and a happy meal works for certain reasons. And happy meals have more popularity than burgers from a gastro pub. Sure. Oh, I don't know why we're using food analogies all the time these days. But we're just hungry. Yeah, we're just hungry. Um, but you know, like so, so, so on the one hand, my calls for having ambition are, you know, in a genre that I think lacks it sometimes. You know, like in, in this particular genre of superhero films, I think lacks greater scope and ambition. Um, and it would be nice to like see a film that that isn't just going for a franchise. Like they even high five in this movie. You know, that's a franchise, and it's an in, and it's a, and it's a great in joke. It works. I get it. Totally fine. Uh, not a deal breaker. You will enjoy this movie, but it is, it's a movie for the frontal lobe of your brain, not necessarily the spinal cord of your brain or, you know, the, the rear parts of your brain. Um, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I hope, will I go see the second one? I think, I think I mean, I'll make you, you'll make me go see the second one. Sure. But, but, <laughs> but like I, if they do this again, I'm out. Right. You know, that, I don't that's think the they thing. Will. Yeah. I think they'll do something a little bit different. Um, yeah. Two points just uh, at the end. Just first of all, I think if you haven't gotten at this point, of course, you should fucking see this. This is an amazing sort of fun time at the movies. I think Shahir is correct in the sense that it is a um, frontal lobe sort of movie. But also, if you do pay attention to it and you're in this sort of comic book world, if that if you breathe this stuff, there's a lot more than frontal lobe for you. Right. There, but if you don't, there's not. <laughs> yeah. So just know that going in. Also, I will agree, going back to the food Happy Meal analogy, yes, this is a 100% a Happy Meal. But I want you to hearken back, <laughs> dear listener, to your childhood. And, you know, McDonald's was always sort of special when I was growing up, like, because I didn't get it all that often and whatever, and you got the Happy Meal. But the Happy Meal, like, for instance, even back then, I think that was the first time I realized that even though a fast food chain or, or something that you get consistently – you know, it's supposed to be the same tasting every time, depending on where you went yeah. or what time of day or what you ordered. You either got lucky or unlucky based on like what you sort of got. Like it would always be sort of the same. But every once in a while, mm -hmm. you got that magical fucking mm -hmm. Happy Meal that not only came with the exact toy one out of 12 that you really wanted, <laughs> but also it just was like everything was fresh. The fries were directly out of the fucking fryer. The burger just tasted like extra good for some reason. Maybe they fucked up on the sauce ratio. I don't know. Yeah. And like you hadn't had a soda in like a, a month. Yeah. So like that to me is this Nourishing. happy meal. Yeah. It's 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 this happy meal is uh, I'm sure Deadpool would love hearing me say this filling a hole. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in your dead in, heart, <laughs> in my in my heart, yeah. uh, and I I think that I'm glad it exists. I'm glad there's a place for it. And is it is it a beacon of of pure cinematic gold? No, but it's a beacon of having a fucking grand old time, and especially like something to talk about and sort of have fun with your friends with. 
Yeah. So that's Deadpool, and this was the only podcast about it. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's sh- talking about No this one's movie. talking about this movie. <laughs> Shahir, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at shahirdaud.com, uh, S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D, where you can see all my work and music videos and films and my Twitters and stuff in there. We've got a cool music video coming out in a couple of months' time uh, featuring robots. Um, robots! We love hearing from you guys. Yes. So please email us in with your thoughts about Deadpool at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. We will read them out on the air and we will debate further. Um, and at our Twitter handle at OnlyMoviePod. We also have a Facebook page, which Matt tells me we look at often. And I agree. There you go. Okay, you can find me at Emperor MSK on Twitter, Skeletor the number four P-R-E-Z on Instagram at www.mattuwkrol.com for my life and works. Um, yeah, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. And toasty. To- wow, really? <laughs> You're going to do the toasty guy from Mortal Kombat? Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> totally derailed me there. Um, but guys, uh, thank you so much for listening again, and uh, we will see you on the other side of the movies. What would that be? The boring, like the back yeah. No, the you don't want to stand behind because it'll no, hurt because your everything eyes. will be reversed. No, it'll hurt your eyes when you're looking at and the projector. Nothing good ever happens behind a movie screen. Well, you could have six back there. Oh. Yeah.